What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Combo Church Podcast. My name is Craig. And my name is Kara, and we are the lead pastors of Combo Church. If you are listening on combochurch.com, iTunes, or Spotify, make sure you subscribe, follow, and like. We love it when you share with your family and friends, and we would love it if you could leave us a great review. Our prayer for you is that the message today will inspire purpose, encourage life, and build faith in you. Enjoy Enjoy the the message. message. Hello. Good morning. So, (laughs) I got to say something I didn't say in the first service. I believe God wants me to say this because um, it's all about him. And it's about his spirit. So, we do something, for those of you who are online that not here, we do something at Convo Church called the 60-second Convo. And it's where we all get up for 60 seconds and get to meet people and talk to people, you know. And I have to tell you, even though I'm up here and speaking in front of everybody, (laughs) to me, just to me, that's one of the hardest things. (laughs) And I got to tell you, it got to the point one time, well, not one time, several times, there have been times when we were doing the 60-second convo, and I went to the bathroom <laughs> just to, I know it sounds terrible. And then one time I even went to Pastor Craig, and I go, man, this 60-second combo, it wasn't even 60 seconds. It was like 120 seconds. I was going out of my mind. And I know I'm the only one that feels this way, right? Okay, but then Pastor Craig said something to me. And it changed everything. He said, you know, I got to be honest with you. I don't much like the 60-second convo either, but God told me to do it. It's like, yes, sir. (laughs) And ever since you said that, like the 60-second convos are better. They really are, you know. So thank you for that. Okay. If I've gone up to anybody, by the way, and you've been coming here for years... (laughs) And I've said to you, uh, hi, my name is Steve. (laughs) And, um, you know, if I've said to you how long you've been coming to Convo, now I'm really giving myself up right now because I'm not sure (laughs) how long you've been here. But it's honest and from the heart. I want to say hi and welcome. And one of the things I've heard about this church More than anything, our pastor is an awesome preacher. By the way, how many of you think our pastor and his wife are awesome, honestly? Really and truly, honestly, you know? But I got to tell you, it's not like when I bring people here for the first time, yes, I hear the thing, wow, your pastor's a giant. Yes, I hear that, okay? But, But it's not just that. You know the main thing I hear about Combo Church is the people just are so loving there. And I'm telling you, that's so important, okay? So I just wanted to share that. Um, I want to say this, that the Bible says, and I know this isn't on the screen yet or anything, but in Matthew 18.20, it says this, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. You know what that tells me? We've got more than two or three people here today. How many of you, let me see a show of hands, 
are gathered here for the name of Jesus. Wow, look, all over the room. So I believe, based on the word of God, that the Holy Spirit is here with us. And I've asked him for weeks now, speak through me so people can hear. And praise God, it happened in the first service. What a blessing. I want to start with prayer. Lord, I thank you and I praise you that according to your word, you are here in our midst. And we just welcome you, Lord. I ask you, Lord, have your own way. In Jesus' name, speak to people's hearts. Amen. I'm going to talk today uh, eight ways to hear God. And if there's time, I might even do a ninth. <laughs> but, um, and the primary authority for hearing God is the word of God. And Pastor Craig's got a lot of wisdom, but this is something he said that really like, stuck, you know? The word is our truth, and our truth is the word. Man, that's strong. Now, I know there may be those of you in here today that are like me, you know, and how I was years ago, that maybe somebody dragged you here, <laughs> or I don't know how you got here, and you don't even believe in the validity of the Bible. I, I know that, because that's who I was. I was a Jewish atheist. Now, I'm still Jewish, but I'm not an atheist. <laughs> and I've got to tell you that God gave me evidence of the Bible for my Jewish atheist uncle who was the chief engineer on the Black Hawk helicopter. And I was in awe. I've talked to pastors all over the country. I talked to the gentleman who wrote, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. And he said he's never seen that before. By the way, that's a great book. And, um, but anyway, it's, there's real proof of the Bible, real proof, okay? And what you can do if you doubt the Bible at all. There's a lot of things you can do, but one thing you can do is you can go into convochurch.com, podcast and messages, and you can go in there and you scroll down. This is my demonstration of scrolling. <laughs> and you can scroll down. You get to the bottom. It says load more. Scroll down, load more. Scroll down, load more. It's pretty far back there. It's actually at, uh, on 6-13-2021. But I shared that evidence of the Bible and much more. And I promise you, if you go there, it'll be a blessing in your life. And not because I came up with it, because God gave it to me. And you'll get to see my uncle on the Discovery Channel and all kinds of stuff. Just a little clip of it, you know. So there are so many ways. When you ask me to share about hearing God, there's so many ways we could be here for days and days. So I had to choose these eight, maybe nine. But I want to add just a couple to it. One way to hear God, ready, is shut up. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's just be quiet. It's the most amazing thing. Okay, I learned that from a man named Norm Winters years ago. I go, Norm, I got a big thing coming up in my life. And I have to, I got to hear God. I got to hear God. So my wife and I start praying our lungs out. And then he goes, uh, when are we going to listen? And that was, man, did we hear. It was wild. The other way to hear God, another way, is listen to worship music and worship 
It's incredible. So of the eight or nine I'm going to share today, those are just two bonuses. Um, I'm going to read from 2 Peter 1, 18 through 21. We ourselves heard the voice from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. Because of that experience, we have even greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. You must pay close attention to what they wrote. It's right here. For these words are like a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns. And Christ, the morning star, shines in your hearts. Above all, you must realize that no prophecy in Scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding or from human initiative. No, those prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit and they spoke from God. I'm telling you, when I was on a phone call with my uncle and he kept saying, but Steve, that's a book of theology. And then he's telling me about all his books of science and men wrote this and everything. Man, when God showed up and gave me the evidence of the Bible in there, he said, you got me. And I said, Uncle Leon, I didn't get you. The Holy Spirit got you. Do you want to know the Holy Spirit who wrote this? He said, yes. And man, it was awesome. <laughs> Praise God. So many things in here that there's no way. Could you imagine? I, I, just, I know this didn't happen before, but you know what? The King James Bible, the copyright is 1611. When I was started to read that to my uncle, different things in the Bible, like where it says that the Jews, because he's Jewish, will be scattered all over the world, and then they'll come back and form a nation. And I said, Uncle Leon, because he's a historian, I said, to your knowledge, has there ever been another people group in the history of the world that has been scattered all over the world and came back and become a nation? He said, no. I said, but on May 14th, 1948, what happened? He said, Israel became a nation. And then I read him in here, in Ezekiel 37, 38. I go, Uncle Leon, that was 2,000, no, more than 2,000 years ago that was written. He said, Stephen, I told you men wrote this book. And they could have put that in the new version. And then God showed up. And God said, Stephen, I don't even usually read that one. I was in the King James Bible, 1611 copyright. I said, Uncle Leon, forget 3,000 years ago. Is there any way a man in 1611 could have known that Israel was going to come and form a nation? You got me. And man, we were all over this book, all over. So where'd that come from? <laughs> Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. So... I want to I share something with you. I think I want to do it, and I, it's important. You know, when I first got saved, when I first came to the Lord, I was a young Christian. I met the woman of my dreams. I was all excited. I had just enough money saved up for our first apartment. You know, first in my, uh, last month's, now it would buy like a week's worth of gas, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but but, but it was, to me, it was a lot of money, okay? And I come home one night at, from a church service. I lived with my parents then. And uh, I, I come in and my, my mom is crying. I'm like, Mom, what's wrong? She said, well, Stephen, you don't worry about anything. We just found out if we don't have this certain amount of money by tomorrow, it's going to be really, really bad for your dad. Really bad. And because he owed some people some money. 
And they didn't know how much I had in my bank account. It was the exact amount I had in my bank account. And so I left that house in the middle of the night, ran up in the hills of Corona, California, crying and screaming out to God, God, help me, what do I do? Do I have an apartment with the woman of my dreams after we're married? Or, or do I, I don't know who that was for, but anyway, <laughs> sorry, sorry. This is not religious right now, okay? I don't know what's coming out. But I could tell you this, okay? Probably was a word for someone from God, but anyway, Wow. Um, so I go up on this hill. I'm screaming, yelling to God, God, you've got to talk to me. I'm a new Christian, okay? Give me an angel. I don't know what to do. Do I give the money to my parents so my dad doesn't get hurt? Or do I have this apartment? What do I do? I'm yelling. I'm going, give me an angel. Nothing. I yelled for so long, I lost my voice. And all of a sudden, I'm coming down this hill in the middle of the night, and I didn't even know about this was in the Bible yet. And I get this peace that surpasses all understanding in the midst of the storm. I can't explain it. I go to my bed. I wake up the next morning. I still don't know what I'm going to do. Am I going to give them the money or not? And I go to my mom. I, to the last second, I'm like, <sighs> and then my mom said, Steve, don't worry about anything. Money came. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Now, I tell that to a friend of mine who was a believer longer than I was. His name is Danny Gregory. He actually goes to this church, and right now he's suffering for the Lord in Hawaii. <laughs> but he, he goes here, and this guy, he said to me, he said, Steve, if an angel came to you and said, rob a bank, what would you have done? And I was like, <laughs> An angel would do that? And he said, Steve, the Bible says that Satan can appear as an angel of light. You got to know the word, brother. And so I want to uh, read that to you. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. But I am not surprised even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So he can come to you. Now, I will say this. I've had a real honest-to-God experience with an angel. It blew me away. Never, I never experienced anything like it before. And, but when they tell you something, it lines up with the Word of God. It needs to line up with the Word of God. So one way you could hear from God, number one, is an angel from heaven, but it better line up with the Word of God. Number two is peace. You know, that's what I got when I was going down that mountain that night. The, listen to this, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So peace is another way. A third way is hearing a message like today. How many of you have ever been in a service, maybe what Pastor Craig was preaching, and you're like, man, he's singling me out. <laughs> Let me see a show of hands. Okay, look around the room. Wow, it's just not, <laughs> you're singling people out, brother. So the thing is, though, and it can happen in other churches, in other places. How many have ever been there and the pastor's talking, it's like he's talking right to you. Okay, so it's hearing a message backed by scripture. Okay, and so 
is that in the Bible? Well, Romans 10, 17. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You're like, how did he know to read that scripture that speaks to my life right now? Because when two or more are gathered in his name, here I am in the midst of them. And the Holy Spirit speaks to us personally. You know, uh, f- number four, reading the Bible daily. Okay. Now what, what my wife and I do, we've been married uh, 42 years and, um, yeah, you can applaud for that if you want. <laughs> I'm telling you, she's one tough lady. Let me just say that. But, but the thing is, you know, so we try to be in the word every day. And what we do is, like, I'll have her read a few verses. Then I read a few verses. She reads a few verses. I read a few verses. Then we talk about it, you know, at least a chapter a day. And, and it, it's a blessing in our lives. Now, listen, number four, okay? It says, and the P, it's Acts 17.11. Aren't these guys, can we give them a hand in the back? They're awesome. And the people of Berea were more open-minded than those in Thessalonica. And they listened eagerly to Paul's message. They searched the scriptures, listen to this, day by day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. Now, I love our pastor. I love a lot of pastors I've been over over the last 40, under over the last 42 years, but I, I check them. I want to know, are they off? How do I know this? The fifth way we can hear God, a gentle whisper or some versions, a still small voice or even the audible voice. Now in 1 Kings 19, 11 through 13, Go out, let me give you a little background on this before I read it. Elijah had just called down fire from heaven. Now, how many of you, if you called down fire from heaven, you'd think, man, you got faith and you would believe and be strong in the Lord. How many would say that, right? But then a lady named Jezebel didn't like it. And she said, I'm going to have him killed. And he runs for his life. This is a guy that could call down Star Wars kind of laser beams. You know what I mean? And he's scared and he's running, right? And so he goes to a place in the wilderness. And listen, when he was in that place, from what I read in my Bible, it sounded like he was suicidal, right? It says, Lord, just take me. And I got to tell you, even if you've seen a lot of things in the Lord, if you're starting to feel down and depressed, suicidal or something like that, don't do it. Don't do it. God's showing up. He is showing up. So, so listen what it says. Go out and stand before me on the mountain. The Lord told him, and Elijah stood there. The Lord passed by and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. Listen, God can speak in a lot of different ways. 
he spoke to Moses in a what? A burning bush. So God can speak in fire, but he speaks different times in different ways to different people. But he wants you to hear him. Okay? And after the fire, there was a sound, a gentle whisper. And some say a still small voice. Some versions say. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in a cloak and went and stood outside the entrance of the cave. And a voice, and I don't know if this was still the still small voice or an audible voice, okay, said, what are you doing, Elijah? Now, I got to tell you, <laughs> I heard a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, when our pastor's son, Cole Dyson, uh, went on a mission trip. And he came up and he explained the still small voice. You know, he thought he heard something in his mind. And then he got confirmations. It was awesome. And it wasn't because he was the pastor's son. It was, you know what, Cole? I just want you to come up and just share for like two minutes how you heard the still small voice on your mission trip. All right, hi. So I'm Cole. I am the son of the tall man here and the pretty (laughs) lady who was on the news earlier. I, uh, so I did go to Africa. I was in Uganda for about two weeks in March that sounds right, yeah. And uh, on the last day of the trip, we were doing baptisms and this whole big party thing. And uh, uh, Wendy, who's the director of Exope, she was uh, doing baptisms. And one of the last people who was to be named Esther, she said she wanted a new name when she came out of the water. And to, the, to them and their culture, names mean a lot more to them than it does mean to us sometimes. But when I was taking pictures of that, like I tend to do here, I heard in my mind Esther, but I dismissed it immediately because I was like, nah, that can't be it. There was already two people there named Esther. I was probably just thinking of girl names. And then, uh, <laughs> and then she herself said, suggested Esther. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. <laughs> and then Wendy, she confirmed as well that she heard Esther in her mind as well. That's a double confirmation that I had heard God, which was amazing like and it wasn't like when you want God to speak to you you want it to be huge impactful well, I mean it's impactful but you want it to be huge a big spectacle cinematic but you think it's Morgan Freeman's gonna come down and talk to you from the sky <laughs> but a lot of the times he'll talk to you in your mind like a still small voice a voice you recognize that you'll dismiss as nothing that you think it's oh, it's just my, my own my own mind but it's not. I recognized it because I thought it was my voice. So that means I've heard it before and not paid attention to it like I should have. So if he doesn't just, he doesn't just talk to me because I'm the PK or he doesn't just talk to my parents because they're the pastors or any super spiritual people, he talks to y'all. That's right. Not just the men, but the women and the children too, you know? But yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that, that was enough. And, and I got to tell you, I, boy, I know he's the pastor's son because I had him come up the first service and it was much shorter. <laughs> it's getting longer, <laughs> which is okay because it was good. And he said something in the first service that we didn't plan this or anything. This scripture, this First Kings 19, 11 through 13, he had said, hey, you know what? Before you ever said that, God had already showed me those scriptures earlier. So that was another confirmation. 
You know, and I love that. Love confirmations of the word. Another way, so sometimes it's this still small voice that some people call in their head. Another way is the audible voice. Now, personally, I've never heard that. But I know credible people that have, and I believe it. And so just because you haven't experienced a certain way of hearing God, don't discount it. He speaks to different people, different ways at different times. But the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. And we're his sheep, so we can hear him. Uh, Another way, number seven. Number six was the audible voice. Number seven is revelation knowledge. Knowing something about someone or, or something that you wouldn't ordinarily know. So I, years ago, I got invited to a, a Baptist church in Rockford, Illinois. And I was invited there to speak about something in particular. And in, right in the middle of my message, God changed everything. And he had me say this. Listen, I know there are those of you out there that are doubting that God can speak to us nowadays. So I'm going to come down off the stage and come up to me and maybe I'll know something. There's no way I could know it. And then I was like, who just did that? And then I'm walking off the stage and the pastor comes up and says, hey, 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 hey. You don't mind if I'm standing there with you while you're saying these things, do you? And I understand he was trying to protect his people. I'd only met him one time before. I could be a nut. You know, really, it's true. So he stood there. Later, by the way, I got a letter after from the pastor about, wow, some of those things were pretty amazing, <laughs> you know. And But the thing is, um, I want to tell you just one of them that happened. So I come down, and people right away, they want to start telling you to pray for this, pray for that. But God told me to tell the people, shh, don't say anything. Let's just see if God says something. And there's a line of people. And so uh, I would do that with each person, you know. And sometimes God would give me something. Sometimes he wouldn't. And if he doesn't, I'd say, I'm sorry. I don't, you know, I'm not doing this. (laughs) So a lady comes up, and she says to me this, hey, I just want to rededicate my life to the Lord. I used to know the Lord. I've walked away from him. I want to come back. And I'm like, ooh, I know how to do this. And thinking, I don't need to hear God on this, right? So I go, here, hold my hands. (laughs) So she holds my hands. And I say, repeat this after me, Lord Jesus. And she says, Lord Jesus, I know that you're there. I know that you're there. I know that you love me. She doesn't say anything. So I thought she just didn't hear me. So I said, I know that you love me. She doesn't say anything. And instantly, within a millisecond, I see like a a vague picture in my mind. If you see something in your mind, and it's a godly thing. (laughs) I want to say that. You could see bad stuff. (laughs) But, wow, I'm sorry. I didn't do this in the first one. Look, I'm not calling anybody up here for this right now. But if you see bad stuff in your mind, and you've been looking at pornography, and I did not do this in the first service, you better stop. In Jesus' name. Sorry. <laughs> wow. Okay. So with this lady, all of a sudden, uh, I see this. And I go, and I see it's a little girl in a dress with an interesting pattern on it. And I say, listen, I see this little girl 
in this dress and I describe the dress to her and she starts bawling her eyes out and I didn't know what to say. And I said, well, does that mean anything to you? Duh. (laughs) You know, and she said, when I was a child, I was the seventh of nine children and we lived in a very poor family, poor. And all my life I had hand-me-downs. That's all I ever had. But one time, My parents bought me one new dress, and you just described that dress. And I remember the feeling of love I had. And guess what? I just got that feeling of love right now because only God could have shown you that dress. And she goes, I'm ready to pray now. (laughs) And I go, all right. God, I know that you love me. God, I know that you love me. And she gives her life back to the Lord. Later on in the line, she brings her husband up there and he gets saved. And it was because this man told me something that nobody could know. Well, guess what? That's in the Bible too. I don't even have it in my notes, right? Remember the Samaritan woman? This guy told me everything in my life that I did. I didn't even, and then people come. Where am I? Okay. So revelation knowledge, it's knowing something about someone or something that you wouldn't ordinarily know. And I know what you might be thinking right now. But Steve, is that kind of stuff in the Bible? Well, look at 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 8. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. By the way, each of us, all of us can operate in these kind of gifts. The Bible even says to desire the gift of prophecy. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. That leads me to my eighth one, wise advice. In Proverbs 15.22, plans go wrong for a lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. Look, God often uses spouses to give us advice. Matter of fact, I've often said, I have a conscience and her name is Dolores. Dolores, can you stand up for a minute? 42 years, 42 years, and I love her more now than the day I met her. And she's more attracted to me now than the day I met her. I'm saying that by faith. You can speak stuff. Look, on wise advice, on wise advice, Pastor Amy shared here a few weeks ago or so, she shared a story where Pastor Craig gave her wise advice and it changed her life. If you weren't here for that, her illustrations were amazing on hearing the voice of God. It was awesome, right? It wasn't it great? And... So if you didn't see that, go to convochurch.com. I sound like an advertisement, but it's true. Go to Convo Church. There's all kinds of good stuff there. Go to convochurch.com, podcast and messages, and scroll back, scroll back to hear Pastor Amy, okay, because it was awesome. Now, look, I like how-tos. That's what I like. When I want to hear something, I want to hear a how-to. So here's a how-to. John 10, 27 and 28. You can go there later. I don't even think they have it on the screen. John 10, 27 and 28. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. 
Guess what? If you know Jesus, if you asked him into your heart, you are his sheep. He is your good shepherd and you hear his voice. So what I do sometimes when I'm doubting, I've seen wild stuff and sometimes I doubt. And so you know what? I just say, Lord, I'm your sheep. Here's a how to. Lord, I'm your sheep. You said I hear your voice. Let me hear. Right, Dolores? Sometimes it comes from wise advice. Sometimes I have to shut up and be quiet. Comes in all different ways, but you are his sheep. Your sheep hear his voice. The ninth one I was going to talk about, but I'm not right now, is on the prophetic and how you can hear things in advance. And to learn more about that, this... (laughs) This whole teaching, this could be a whole other teaching in itself, but you can find the crux of it in 1 Corinthians 14, 26 through 33. 14, 26 through 33. And I'll just tell you this. On the prophetic, okay, we know a man named Norm who sees things. And one day he saw us in a house. And he saw Jesus at the doorstep saying, come in. There's no way Dolores and I could have afforded that house. Our credit score told us we could not afford that house. There's no way. And all I can tell you is a man saw it in the spirit in advance. And a short time later, not only did we own that house, but the church was baptizing people in that swimming pool. So I'm telling you, prophecy happens today. And I know that I know in Jesus' name. So I want to tell you this. Ladies, if some guy comes up to you after service and says, Hey, I just heard God. And he said, you're going to marry me. Here's what you tell him. Well, he better speak to me with confirmations like he gave Cole Dyson. And it better line up with the word, buddy. And the Bible says, don't be unevenly yoked. Ooh, where'd that come from? I think that's a word for someone, not going any further. Okay, so if you would turn to, look on the screen. 2 Corinthians 6.2 says, for God says at just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. And if you're in here today and you don't know Jesus, today is the day of salvation. I don't even have to be a prophet to know that because it's in the book. If you're right now, if you're here and you're going, man, this little Jew up on stage is nuts. You know? I can say that. I'm Jewish. I can. Okay? This guy's nuts. But, but, I feel something on the inside right now tugging at my heart. I'm telling you, that's the Holy Spirit. So if you're far away from the Lord and you want to come back to him, he's here today, right now. You have not because you ask not. All you have to do is ask him to come in your heart. If you have never met Jesus, ever, and you want to meet him today and know that he's here and hear his voice, 
today's your day. And I know it. I know that I know. As sure as I'm standing here. So here's what I want to do right now. If everybody would, let's all close our eyes. I want everybody in here to pray this prayer out loud with me right now. Lord Jesus, you are real and you are here by your Holy Spirit. I haven't felt as close to you as I want to. I want to get closer. I want to get closer today. Lord, come back into my heart in a big way. Speak to me. You know what? You can pray those words. Lord, come to me. Come into my heart. Whether you know them and you felt far away, it's the same words if you don't know them. It's come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. Now, I believe some of you in here right now, and keep your heads bowed, your eyes closed. I'm not going to embarrass anybody, bring anybody up here or anything like that, but I believe some of you in here right now prayed one of those two prayers. Lord, I want to come back to you, or Lord, I want you to come into my heart now. And so the Bible says, if you... Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father which is in heaven.